0: This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by our Bannermen, Lord Jason of House Ross, Sir Jimmy of House Nuts, Master of the Web, Lady Dawn of House Wright, Sir Chris of House Farber, Lady Tracy of House Faw, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, Sandy the Dragon, Blood of Queen Daenerys and Lady of Jameson, Lord Brett of House Fry, Lady Juliana of House Stradley, Sir David of House Fraser, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Sir Matthew of House Perry, Lady Madeline of House Fritzel.
1: This episode of Bend the Knee is protected by Lady Amanda of House Richardson, Sir Ryan of House Terbush, Lord Robert the Unfrozen of House Butler, Lord Paramount of Skagos Island, Lady Sarah the Unraveler. Our current champion is Lady Kira of House Arnold. Our current master of coin is Lord Jason of House Ross. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt the Bud Knight, Fist of the Dragon, Maker of Gains, Co Lord of the White Claw. And I
0: am Sir Ezra the Watchful, Stealer of Hearts, Bandit of Time, Hero of Shreve, and Co Lord of the White Claw. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we are into Davos 2 of A Clash of Kings, and in our Maester's study, we will be discussing King Viserys Targaryen
1: Part 3. Wow, as I believe that you forgot a title picker of bones picker of has bones. <laughs> oh my god <laughs>
0: do I have a bone to pick yeah oh my gosh so no I just uh guys I love it I, I, I I'm gonna do it it was it was Sir Jimmy at one point who said to me he said I never know who you guys are talking about at the start of your episodes when you're like they or them or uh, is it other content creators is it people it's sending others. Ravens it's the others guys that's who we're picking bones with all right and I uh, by the way our bones are are laced with dragon glass so like we're ready for these others um it is just interesting I I it's it's so funny I was talking to Sir map before the show uh not only do <laughs> It's like, look, man, if I'm going to have a head this big, I got to use it for something, okay? <laughs> and so, this big head just reads books, and I read in various fantasy series, and I have a good time, and I love it. I enjoy it. I'm all over the place. The other day, we were talking. We were in Wheel of Time, and I, I started I, – I think I, like, slipped into talking about, like – I mixed up names, and I was talking about Randall Thor and slipped right into Jon Snow. Same guy, same character in my book, you know, the hero of the story, the chosen one, right? Right? The Prince that was promised, Zora High, the whole nine yards. But uh, it's just crazy. So to, to Sir Jimmy, we were doing a Bannerman's, um, you know, kind of hangout, right? We had the Bannerman in there. By the way, check your messages, right? That mm-hmm. should have been in there. Uh, it, it's going to be in your inbox. We have a special uh, kind of thing set up for our Bannerman, Bannerman only, where we're going to try to do a little um, chat podcast with you guys, a little talk situation. We'll tell you more about it. It's in the inbox. So go check it out. Two this month, actually. We have two scheduled. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but here's the thing. So the they is just, it's the others. And they piss me off sometimes, okay? Wow. But that's okay. That's okay because I'm coming for them. <laughs> you know, I may have to, like, like you know, Matt often says that uh, these stories start with someone just finding a magical sword, Okay? Well, I have my freaking sword, all right? And I'm about to freaking lay some people low. It's just the way it goes. It's just how it happens. Send those ravens. Leave those comments. <laughs> That's where they're sipping. That's where they're sipping his coffee. <laughs> oh, God. No, I'm like, I like I love everybody. I really do. I, we have such a great time. Um, I love that people just remember, you know, the night is dark and, and full of tears. And, of terrors, and uh, I can see you in the dark.
1: Alright. Just so you know. Unless he unless he unless is being unwatchful. <laughs> there we go. Right. Exactly. There then now we've come to it. Uh now we now we yeah, now we've come full circle. All right. As um hey other than that, man, how you been? <laughs> everything, everything, <laughs> oh, dude. Thank God.
0: You know, thank God. Um right now I am like we're having a blast. So things kinda seem you know, here on bend the knee. Whew. Uh,
1: we are doing an overhaul, like we're doing an overhaul on the YouTube page. So anytime YouTube we're not... is, go take a look at the YouTube because it has Blown been up. completely, it's been Blown completely up. overhauled. And there is a, uh, there's a little special something on there. You'll, some, I'm sure somebody will point it somebody out. Somebody will exactly see it. What it is, is yeah. Exactly what it is. Exactly what it is they're talking about. No one has said anything to us about it yet. And the
0: first person yet. who does. Somebody you will, be, will. You will be rewarded. Um, right. So, yeah, and when you go over there, make sure you subscribe because we need those subscribers. But it's we're, we're doing a lot of work there. We're doing work on all of our other channels, too. Where we're kind of like reformatting YouTube. Matt and I are long-winded podcasters. We like to talk and have conversations. But at the same time, we also used to do YouTube well before we ever did uh, any any podcasting. And so for us, it's been fun to get back in and and kind of um, hone that skill and just get used to making videos and doing fun stuff. We love equipment. We love you know, um, growing our podcast and, and learning about that. And it, what's kind of cool is our Bannermen, when they pop in, they actually, I didn't think people would be interested in this, but they like to know about the equipment. They like to hear about, like, some of, um, you know, like, p- content creators. We had a, we had a really like, a really cool conversation about um, other Game of Thrones and A Song of Ice and Fire content creators and, like, our experience with some of them. So that's the kind of stuff you get over there in that chat. Now, sometimes it's, it's coming through a haze of uh, White Claw Uh, you know, whatever. I mean, it's it's several of those to get some of those stories out of me, but it's a good time. And, um, so yeah, I'm doing well and I'm happy right now because we're doing all that awesome stuff, which I'm enjoying here on bend the knee. Uh, we're in Davos today, which is, which is great. We're also really working towards house of the dragon content. It's sort of a refresher for us. We're going back through and learning about, you know, uh, we're in, like I said today, Viserys part three. But we're really just getting the feels for that again. And I have yet to pull out Fire and Blood, the actual book, and start to read through it again. Um, but I've been going off of A World of Ice and Fire and just some of the wiki stuff to kind of as, as a refresher. So we'll up it uh, as we get closer to some of those events. That there, well, there's more, you know what I mean? Because like, once you get past Viserys and you get into Damon and Rhaenyra and some of the fighting between both houses, there's going to be more there. But the other big thing, dude, is that like the Mandalorian's going on, and I'm having a blast. Last night we did a live stream. We're actually recording this early. We did a huge live stream over on our YouTube channel for Hyperspace Hangout. Go check it out if you want to. Another project that we work on. And we had a blast. So, like, my life right now, and especially as the world is kind of, again, changing and growing, going through a lot of different things, um, it's safer for me just to come in here and make Mm -hmm. awesome content and have a good time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The live stream, uh, read my books, sip my coffee, get my white claw. Well, now that, you
1: know, actually it was really cool that we did it that way and we had people in there and they were chatting. And to be honest, most of them actually are people who follow this podcast as well. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so I was thinking, wow, this would be actually really fun to do. Maybe we do our Raven's Nest on there on, on our game on the bed and the knee yes. YouTube or perhaps we do just a follow up Friday or something like that. But I think that would be that would be pretty cool. We could do maybe maybe we'll do a live a live episode over there Uh as well on our youtube yeah. per, for for Bend the knee. So um as we do have uh this week actually some house of the dragons content, some new right. house house of the dragons content. Um it was just released on the the twitter on the you know official game of thrones account. There were it's basically just a, some concept art. Uh there's no even name about what dragon this is, but there there's two pictures. Um, it's just art of of a dragon it's red kind of like a reddish orange um and it, they just said dragons are coming that's that's just that's it we know we know that it's going to be the dance of the dragons um and you know it's it's pretty cool uh yeah. i mean just that that we're getting something it's nothing big nothing spectacular nothing amazing we obviously know there's going to be dragons the artwork looks just like the dragons we saw <laughs> uh, uh, you know daenerys's dragons and stuff like that so it's it, it, it's just, it's cool. It's cool that, that, yeah. that we've got it and, and we get it and just something, hey, we are working on this.
0: Yeah, no know that it looks, it looks beautiful. It looks awesome. And I was, it, it was, um it gets you fired up again, you know? And that's why uh, we were talking to Sir Matthew Perry and I've uh, been talking to some other Bannermen about the idea of wanting to get into, really dig into um, House of the Dragon. And, and what do we think? Speculate a little bit, have some fun with it. there's There's tons of room to speculate. So yeah, that news is really cool to me. I love seeing that concept art. And um, I think they said what 2021 isn't there aren't they really 2021 production
1: yeah production? <clears throat> which is what we thought we I mean we we thought that this would be a 2022 show yeah um and then COVID who knows if it's maybe it was going to be early 2022 now it's maybe 20, late 2022 so um, right you know I think I think they're still a good ways off of of this show
0: yeah. Which is fine. Uh, I, I, I think hopefully they were using this time to do a lot of that stuff, which is concept art and work with their, um, you know, some of the cast and, and write scripts and, you know, work through all that good stuff. Uh, and you know what? Quite honestly, go do your thing. Let our boy jo- George write his book, okay? Because he's going to – I need him doing – I need both things happening. I need House of the Dragons, and I need Winds of Winter. So let's
1: just keep moving forward on both fronts. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, hey, speaking of House of the Dragons, should let's dive into uh, our Maester study today. Uh, so we've done Viserys part one and part two. So now we're coming back with Viserys Targaryen part three as we continue to kind of march through fire and blood slash world of ice and fire and get ready for House of the Dragon. As yeah. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, last time it seems like maybe Hima and Damon had kind of made up just a little bit. Right. right. Uh, you know, the, the, we keep we keep having that back and forth. Um, and now we're getting to into his his final years.
0: Yeah. So in into Viserys' final, um, like, the, like the end of his life here, uh, we're going to enter into the year 120 AC, which is sort of known as the year of the Red Spring uh, due to many deaths and accidents. Uh, I would just say deaths. Uh, a- I mean, I would put accidents in air quotes. Right. Because some of these things seem like they're not accidents. They're meant to be or they're meant to seem like that. But like we got some people assassinating and killing and paying. I think money is exchanged here for some of these deaths. So I don't know. I think that's going to be really interesting to see in a season one or season maybe a season one, you know, if we're going to see some of the groundwork laid for for this Viserys is cast. So I bet you had said last time we think we're going to see him at the end of his life. We're going to probably pick up with his late reign and understand what's going on. Um, it's interesting that, you know, so we have around 120 AC, he's got his kids, um, he's got Helena, he's got, um, who else does he have? He's got his grandchildren, they're all, they're all playing together around him and stuff, and he's got his new queen, Queen Alicent, and, uh, Rhaenyra, though, is still the heir. She's, she's still the heir. Um, I don't know if we touched on this last time or not, but I think we did. So Prince Damon ends up marrying, um, Lena Valerian. I kind of wanted mm-hmm. to mention that house <clears throat> Valerion is the house that almost kind of gets screwed in it like in a sense like they they're legitimately like Cor- Corliss Valerion has got to be like wow he keeps trying to put his family in a position of power and better his family and they keep kind of getting I don't know pushed down you know like like or, or taken down a notch or two and it happens when they're overlooked in the council of 101 AC uh it happens here when Damon pretty much um well, I mean, Rhaenyra, when she, she's married to Laenor Valerion, supposedly those are not even House Valerion children. They're bastard children that they're, that they, um, Harwin Strong is actually the guy who Rhaenyra was with. And that really none of those children actually belong to House Valerion. Now, a name they do, right? I mean, they're, they're Corlys's, uh, you know, grand, grandchildren as well. But are they really uh, is, is the whole thing. And they all end up, and this is to jump way ahead, they all end up dying anyway. So it's, it's just kind of nuts. Um, and then I and we can get into speculation on whether Damon has something to do with that, or or Damon is just he's after Rhaenyra. So late in Viserys' reign, King Viserys, late in his reign, Rhaenyra loses her husband, Damon loses his wife. Both of them are children of Corlys Valerion, and essentially, um, in secret they marry. They they marry in secret, and you can kind of see how. I think Lainor Valerion's um or Lena, I'm sorry, Lena Valerion who was married to Damon, I think her death was possibly natural. you know that I think that was uh, you know, she she died. Um and I don't think there's anything any any miss um I don't know, what what what's what's the word? I don't know that Damon miss- had anything <clears throat> to do with that.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, malicious yeah. intent or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now once he is yeah, yeah, now you know, now he's back, I mean he's 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 single. Uh, he is now able to pursue Rhaenyra, and he does by removing, um, Lainor Valerion, and he pays. I, I'm pretty sure it's implied in Fire and Blood that he that he pays uh, Sir, Sir Carl Corey to go fight him. That they have there, there's a fight between what was his rumored companion and lover. So that's the other big deal. Is that Lainor Valerion um, is not interested in sleeping in Rhaenyra's bed, right? And that he prefers the company of someone like Sir Carl Corey. Um, so makes sense as to why those rumors, it kind of adds to, to that rumor that she was sleeping with um, Harwin Strong and that those children are actually his, that they belong to House Strong, their bastard children. Uh, so Damon then will kind of set up Sir Carl Cor- Corey to take out Lenor Valeria, and he's killed. And then those two marry in secret. Ultimately, what happens is Damon will end up marrying uh Renera Targaryen. And this is what he's wanted for quite some time. She is the she's the heir, right? So she's gonna step up and and so he's number either number one or number two in power, whatever whatever you want to call it. Like he's brother to the king. He's married his niece, and now they're going to take the throne when Viserys dies. And and he has now children through Rhaenyra um, legitimate Targaryen children. So that's that's kind of where, where we're left. Um, let me let me go down down here. Uh, so we started off in 120 AC and that th- those those events, everything I kind of described there will take place over the next seven years. Uh, you do have a situation where. The children fight, right? So you have um, Queen Allison's children will fight with Rhaenyra's children, and somebody loses an eye. Eamon loses a freaking eye. Yeah, and uh, you know Luke and Jace mm-hmm. are like fending. Up. These are little kids, right? They're they're fighting, but like it's not just. I mean, it's not just little kids fighting. Like somebody lost a freaking eye here, you know? Uh, so it's pretty intense. It's pretty intense. Um, Viserys kind of says, "Hey, make your apologies." set this straight, they do, the only person who really believes it is the person who wanted to believe it, which is King Viserys. He believes, all right, cool, my grandkids are now at peace, they've all sworn to me that they're going to stop this fighting and we're good. And then he says, and by the way, anybody who calls, you know, my grandchildren bastards and says that they're from House Strong is going to lose their tongue, right? He says he makes that decree, that's what he's saying. So that's that's the big, you know, from 120. Uh, A.C. To, to 127 A.C. That's essentially what happens. And then after that, uh, we have in, let me see, around about, yeah, uh, 129 A.C. is when Viserys is, uh, well, it's when he dies, right? Um, mm-hmm. He dies during a nap in the Red Keep uh, at King's Landing. Like his grandfather, King Viserys had a full treasury overflowing with gold on his passing. Viserys had decreed his heir to be Rhaenyra, the daughter from his first wife, uh, Emma Aaron. Uh, Aegon the Elder, the eldest son of his second wife Alicent, was instead crowned Aegon the Second by Sir Criston Cole, the Lord Commander of the Kingsguard. This led to the civil war between Rhaenyra and Aegon the Second, in what is known as the Dance of the Dragons.
1: Yeah, all hell. Breaks loose.
0: That was not supposed to happen. It's so so. Sir Kristen Cole is to blame for all this, right? I mean, Jesus, cow, man.
1: He yeah, he he is literally to blame. Yeah, I mean, I think when we get to the show, as I I think maybe this is the end of the end season one with Viserys? I mean, there's gonna. Do you speed through stuff? Do you, I mean, I, I think maybe you do season two. Because I think there's just a lot of story to tell between Viserys and Damon to set this up. And then the end of season two is when he dies. And now it's like all hell's about to break loose.
0: Yeah, I kind of think so. I would like to see a couple seasons with, uh, you know, Viser- really set the stage. I mean, we have to get to know these characters. What Game of Thrones did well is we got to know how Stark and we loved them. We loved the Stark children. We saw them kind of grow up. And when you know that there are seasons upon seasons, you don't have to jump us. We, you've got to set this up. And so I really hope that they spend some good quality time with King Viserys and show us a lot of what happens between him and Daemon. Like, I kind of feel like those should be the two main characters. Cast someone for Rhaenyra and Alicent, knowing that they need to grow and that they're going to grow into um, these individuals that we're going to have to. And actually with Rhaenyra, depending on how, how early you start with Viserys, you could actually cast a younger Rhaenyra Uh, And show her kind of grow up, and whether it's just one or two seasons, but um, or you know by the end of season one she has grown up uh, like like a little bit, and you can see Damon kind of doting on her and teaching her things. He's I mean, not supposed to teach her whatever you want to you you know do there because he does that. I mean, he gets exiled for some of the stuff that he does with Rhaenyra, so he's always had an interest in her, and it'll be interesting to see how Damon, whether he's authentic in any of his love for any of these women you know what I mean he's a ruthless this is going to be kind of a I don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna do this because he's not a good guy I kind of feel like people are going to be rooting for the greens Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like in this whole grand scheme of things people are going to be rooting for the greens over the blacks in this because Damon is a ruthless dude so but I don't know you know we we, look look what we always say this we go back to Jamie Lannister hated that guy right At, at the start I was like this guy is a freaking what the heck and then he, then his attack on Edward Stark, and then by the end I'm sitting here going, I'm Team Jamie? Like what? You know, I mean, so they could do that with Damon, and I hope they do. So
1: Yeah, I just think I think there's I think there's a story there to tell. I think there's a story there to tell. And um, you know, I think if you're hoping that this I mean, I, I think obviously HBO, uh ATT, uh ultimately, uh, hopes that this is uh gonna be the as big as Game of Thrones, <laughs> I mean yes, that's their yes. that's their hope. This is the this is the next Game of Thrones, right? Their HBO Max is their it's their baby, and they're pushing it hard. Um, so I think that they're going to be hoping that this is this is big. And so if that's your hope, I think your hope is eight seasons. And mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. once because once you get past Viserys' death, it's like man, I don't know that you could fill out. I don't know that I don't know I don't know that the that the full Dance of Dragons is. Yeah, it's the right now, the the yeah. nice thing is that though is that you could theoretically go on. I mean, this could be just back because you called it House of the Dragon. That's right. Not that it's going to, but theoretically, it could be 20 seasons. Uh and you could yeah. go right into the Blackfire Rebellion all the way up into well, Robert's Rebellion. I mean, theoretically yeah. you could. I mean,
0: no, you could. Not saying that's
1: Not saying that's going to happen, but I mean, you never know. I mean, I I, I don't think most Look at a show like Supernatural. Do you think they thought it was going to be 15 seasons? No. Uh, you know some of these yeah. some of these shows. You're just like, how is that? St- how is that show still on? Still, right. Still and you're on, like, yeah. and, you're, yeah. and it's in it's. So you never know.
0: Well, can I say real quick? You know, one of the problems I think people were talking about with uh, Game of Thrones is you know wanting to go those two extra seasons to season 10 was uh, contracts, movie. You know these these actors had had grown up and they mm-hmm. wanted to do different things and whatever. Well, in this you can run in eight eight seasons and say, guess what? Now we're going to do a little time jump. We have a couple of these uh, Targaryen kings who, according to the text, don't live very long or have insignificant reigns, and then you jump down to Aegon the Fourth or something, and from there you start a whole new thing. It's almost like Volume Two of this right. House of the Dragon, new cast. So then, then those other cast members, like you know, actors, can go on to different things. They're not tied into a twenty, you know, season thing or whatever. So you're right. you're right. There's
1: potential for it all. Yeah. Yeah. So. so that's really cool, guys. So, hey, uh, let us know what you guys think um, as we continue our march here through House of the Dragon and, 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 and getting ready for the upcoming um, HBO show that we're going to get. So as let's move into our reread today, uh, we are into Davos two I, I keep i keep saying davo's 3 but that is not that is not correct um this is only the second davo's chapter uh which is great because we've been in with arya and sansa and, and and tyrion i mean tyrion 9 right and davo's mm-hmm. 2 so right, yeah. you know yeah. there um there we go so uh i think we actually talked a little bit about this in uh the episode we did uh a week or two ago um which wasn't a reread chapter we were talking about could brianne have stopped the um the shadow that melisandre uses to kill renly should could she have could could, you know could she have 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 stopped it so um that was you know that that was something we were were talking about and then i believe we started talking about this chapter as well because we see now we see really because in that chapter you don't see what what causes that shadow right um in this in this chapter okay now we know now we know what what happened right now now we know how 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 and why that happened and we in when we were talking about that we were talking about well is there any you know is there any sort of magic that could block it and one of the things we know is storm's end is imbued with magic yeah and um kind of be kind of a rehash of, of that to be like um because obviously they have to go underneath storm's end right to be able to do this this sort of blood magic um, and, uh, otherwise uh, maybe the shadow couldn't, couldn't get through. So kind of, kind of, kind of, we'll kind of talk a little bit about that as well.
0: Well, I, I think while we're on that just right now for, for a second, um, to answer our previous question and this came from Sir Ryan, which is what could you do to stop a shadow binder? Well, you could do whatever they did at storm's end, which is, you know, like, like you could like the spell work, whatever it is, uh, her shadows could not enter that keep. She, and that's what we're going to find out here, right? Davos has to smuggle her in, and it is pretty, pretty wild. So is there a way to combat it? Yes, there is a way to ward off and stop these creatures from entering. There's, like, boundaries. It's, it's something I'm starting to notice, right? Uh, we, we saw it in Season 8, uh, or no, Season 7 maybe, right? There's these boundaries where you have whites cannot cross or that the others cannot cross this certain boundary because of... Magic or fire or whatever it might be. Same thing with cold hands. He can't cross, you know, through the 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 gate. Uh, he's not truly. Oh, well, he's not alive, or he's not a member of the Nights Watch anymore. He has died. His watch is ended, or something, you know. But uh, yeah. So so there is something that will stop this. It's just I think we were trying to explore what if you didn't if you didn't have spells laid around your 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 camp. I mean, I kind of imagine like could you go ward off his tent? Are there wardings that you could have put? Right around it that would have protected and kept him safe? Maybe. Um, and maybe that's more of what we're going to, you know, kind of learn about and explore as we get into Winds of Winter. I, I don't know. I, again, I love that we sometimes don't know, right? That the answer is we're not really sure how you would combat one of these Shadow Spawn. Like, once they get inside here, and I'm sorry just to jump right into all this, but once they get inside and Davos smuggles Melisandre in, can... Corliss, or uh, God, did I say Corliss. Sir Courtney, can Sir Courtney Penrose can he fight off this shadow? I'll call it a shadow spawn. Now people are gonna be like, "Wow, you're really jumping between you know uh, series." Mm. But this shadow baby or whatever, this shadow attack, can he fight? Like, what is it? Once you're once the shadow is loose inside of Storm's End, can he fight it? I don't know. That that's that's still yeah. The that kind of you know
1: that that yeah that that is so um let's let's dive it let's dive into the beginning of that and then we'll kind of come full circle here so um we see Davos arrive uh he you know he he's he's returned after he you know he was delivering messages uh, stannis's message um throughout the realm um you know he he learns that stannis has been having a lot of nightmares since Renly's, yes uh since, since Renly, Renly's Renly's death um, and then obviously we, we find out that Melisandre is there, um, helping him sleep to which Davos, uh, kind of questions. Oh, is, you know, is, is that, you know, like, is that, is that what, uh, you know, what's, what's going on there basically. Mm-hmm. Um, then, uh, we see Courtney Penrose. So just kind of, I'm going to do a quick, uh, kind of, kind of synopsis here and you can stop me whenever you want. We see Courtney Penrose arrive, um, and they're going to parlay. Um, and he tries to he, he tries to get uh, he, he he tries to get sans to, to accept single combat absolutely which Santa, yeah. s- which Santa says you know he's not, a not he's not I'm not yeah. an idiot why no. would I why would I why would I risk that when I can when I could take the castle do yeah. you and so then the question becomes would beat would sans have beat Courtney Pan I think so
0: I think he would have but I, I think there's always the risk. You, know, uh, right. that, you that something, know, you slip in the mud. I mean, that's the thing we learned from the Dunkin' Egg series, like one slip in the mud. And depending on the conditions around you, you could be the best fighter. But because of your environment, something happened and you're, you're off balance. And now that op- that door is open. It just mm-hmm. takes one one punch, one jab, one whatever, and you're done.
1: You're done. Do so, you like the uh, by the speaking of Duncan Egg? There is sort of a Duncan Egg tie-in here. You have the Fossilways, okay. right, and then oh. you have um and then you have Alistair Florent, right, who's getting who, yeah you know who's getting you know mocked. They're mocking for changing sides and changing gods and stuff. Yeah, and the Fossilways are standing there next to him. And in the Duncan Egg series, the first one, the Hedge Knight, you have the Fossilways, right, the red apple and the green apple, and that's kind of right. where that comes from. Oh, well, I'll take you know a, di- a different apple. Right. Um. So so I thought that was uh that kind of kind of interesting here so yeah um yeah so sienna says i can take the castle i don't need to fight you um and uh that's uh kind of ultimately where uh that ge- that goes to and there's a lot of there's a lot of arguing here um they talk about you know who killed who killed um renly right how right. how people how people have changed sides how people have even changed gods um and uh you, you know and and all of this stuff um and then basically um the, the we talk about Edric Storm a little bit uh in that um you know Melisandre has seen him kind of in in her, in her flames right yes yes uh and you know Courtney Penrose also says you know if you want to fight me you can have you can have a champion right well Melisandre is basically standing champion in this <laughs> in, in in this in this sort of fight right or the Lord of Light certainly is um and then it ends obviously with Davos. Taking Melisander under the under the castle, uh, where she has a shadow baby uh, mm-hmm, essentially, mm-hmm. and 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 that's that's how that kind of goes.
0: Yeah, so I mean, th- this uh, it it is interesting that Edric Storm is such a big uh, point of contention. You know, I I really think S- Sir Courtney would have at one point he mentions I don't see the knight of flowers among you. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of this like. Gosh, it is just, it's crazy to me because Sir Courtney should know that Stannis is next up. It just does, it is so ridiculous. It's hard to kind of pick a side here, but like, because Renly was the last one, he was, he was in, you know, he's basically, he's at Storm's End. I mean, Stannis is at Dragonstone and it feels like Stannis is is less of a, not, not Baratheon, but like that he's... I don't know, like the people at Storm's Inn are more like, no, Renly was here, Renly was the one running things. And that's actually where Stannis would have preferred to have been. But he went Mm -hmm. to Dragonstone because that was his thing. Until his children come of age, until any of Robert's children come of age, then they would have been sent. You know, Joffrey would have gone and have been waiting there for his father to pass, and then he's next in line. So until that happens, Stannis is next up. That's what that signifies, right? And Mm -hmm. they, uh, maybe it was more is more obvious during the reign of the Targaryens, but still it's such a struggle for me to see like Sir Courtney. He's like, you know better, sir, you know, Sir Courtney, you know better. And I think if he would have saw the night of flowers and he would have saw house Tyrell, he might have, um, he might've done something different here. Like he, he definitely might've, uh, chain. I don't know. Uh, like, Cause you're almost risking Edric storm's life by the siege. I hope, you know, I mean, maybe not, but like, like, you're almost risking a lot here when this truly is, this is his home. This is Stannis's keep. You, you have no right to keep him from it. Um, so there's that. And there, there is all of this. Like, he's calling them all out. He's basically saying, you all were once with me, and here you stand. And Stannis kind of says, you can be one of them. Sir Courtney, come down, come join me, and, and it's all is forgiven, right? And he and Davos have this real big back and forth about, like, oaths and a lot like, like your alliances and, and your allies and all that kind of stuff. Um, Davos, why does he put Davos in over, um, all these other guys, all these other Lords? Why does he make him a Lord? Well, because Davos has always been his man. He's never been anybody else's. He's always been his guy. So, uh, Stannis does struggle with some of these guys that he needs them. He needs their house. He needs them strong. He needs the Stormlands United. And so that's, that's kind of where he's at. And, it's just such a struggle because Renly took all of them from him, and that is it's just it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Um, but yeah, they're all trying to, you know, vie for this honor and glory where they're gonna challenge Sir Courtney. It'd be easy combat, they say. It'd be no problem, uh, Stannis, you know, let's let me add him. But I don't know. I, I think uh Stannis knows maybe he could t- maybe Stannis could take him. You know, the other thing, someone sent us a raven one time about this and that Stannis is not we don't actually know how good of a fighter he is, or whether he would be good in single combat. We actually don't know that. I'm sure he would hold his own and be, be real re- like you know solid. But I don't know. And again, someone can send us a raven about this. I'd love to you know hear from somebody who has read up more on Stannis and his combat skills. Like, is he somebody who ranks in the top fighters and is somebody that that would be? No, I mean, right? He's a he's a commander. So
1: I kind of see why he says. I'm going to let the the shadow babies at you. Sorry. Yeah. What are you going to do. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, well, you bring up a lot of interesting points there as um I guess one of the one of the first ones I have here is should it have changed, you know, Dragonstone was the your next in line for the Targaryens, but should it have changed once Robert taken o- took over to be Storm's End because that's his, that's their families. Mhm their fam- family seat. Now, we think that he sends Stannis there whether he actually thought you know it was the, it was the case or not or he sends Stannis there cuz he doesn't actually like him. Um but do you think it should have been Storm's End instead? Should have changed from Dragonstone well, to Storm's End and I I actually yeah, I think I think I think Robert should have done a lot of things
0: differently because you just ended the reign of the Targaryens and I know there's some connection um to him being Related to them or, or whatever, but it's a major shift and the war was against Targaryens and they were routed and they're gone, banished, exiled. If any of them are found, they're killed. Um, he's sending people to possibly in the first book to kill, uh, Daenerys and her child. So yeah, uh, that all started, remember King's Landing and all of this started because of Vagon the Conqueror, right? I mean, that's, that's his conquest and he's the one who unites all of these kingdoms. It is House Targaryen that does that. Before, they each were just kind of ruling their own lands. You had kings, you had seven kings or more, right, in, in, this, in these lands. Um, so then, yeah, to kind of say, I think it was just while you're transitioning, had this have gone on for a little bit longer, I think they would have changed Dragonstone. It would have turned into something different, and you would have established a new system for showing and representing who the heir was. And whether that's your house, keep them safe. Where's the safest place? I mean, like if you were a king over all seven kingdoms, right, and you are from the north and you're one of the Starks and you're sitting on the on, on the throne and you have and next in line for you is not too far from you, but at Dragonstone and most of your armies and your forces, your loyal supporters are far in the north, it's a little dangerous. It's way easier to to take. If that makes sense, like the Targaryens, they had all of their support around the crown lands and they had their dragons and they had their alliances and things like that. So, yeah, uh, I think that is something that probably could have, you know, probably could have and probably should have changed. And it just felt like to those people that they had this was a new reign and um, they saw Renly as it's weird that they saw because Stanis says right here in the book um, he is talking Oh, yeah. Um, they're asking, like, you know, like, like, why do you put this, why do you esteem Sir Courtney higher than some of these other lords who are here with you? And I, it's, it's, it's kind of ironic, but he looks at Sir Courtney and he says, he keeps faith. He keeps faith with, it's misplaced faith in his brother, Renly, who is dead. But he's keeping faith. He's holding out. He is not. He's basically saying, I chose this side, and I was, and I was in opposition to Stannis, and I will die. In opposition to Stannis. And Stannis appreciates that. He actually, like, like there's more honor in in Penrose than there are in these guys who are standing next to him, and it's just unfortunate. He says it's misplaced. And you, if you watch Stannis' story arc, you get into all these conversations where throughout the series, he is trying to make these alliances. He's this hard guy, he's rigid in his beliefs. Um, but like he thinks back to his brother Robert and the pardons and how he forgave people and all that kind of stuff and people who absolutely opposed him. But then to keep everything to keep the peace, he sacrificed some of that. Versus coming in and saying, "No, I'm going to execute you guys and you're done." Although Robert kind of picked and chose, right? I, mean, I think it was whoever wanted to have a good drink with him and and uh, and, and party it up. He was more interested in keeping them around. Um, so Stannis will talk to Davos a lot about that, like what is this worth? You know, like like where like you're talking about his morals and his moral compass and and what is good, what is bad. I mean, we can get into Melisandre here in a second. Davos straight up asked her at one point, are you good or are you evil? What are you? And, you know, she's just uh she's a knight in her own right, right? She is yeah. a knight of the shadows. And he
1: talks and and he talks to her too about um and this is maybe it's maybe she's has some truth to it or maybe she It's just from a certain point of view, right, where she she's talking about the shadow and Davos is saying, well, shadows are evil. And she's saying, no, shadows are good because a shadow only exists because of the light. Right. Shadows don't exist in the dark. They're servants of light and fire provided by R'hllor. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And one one more thing. I got to make a I got to make a correction
0: because Stannis does he's he's upset with Sir Courtney. Why can't he see join me? Forgot this part. This is actually very, very, very important. It's Davos who is pushing that he keeps the faith, in some sense. And so it's Davos that, like, through all of this, Stan. I'm sorry to to diverge and jump back to this. I just was as I was reading no, it's it's okay, you said right that ahead. like he is the one who will challenge Stannis and challenges Melisandre and their way of thinking and following this belief. The reason we like Davos so much is because he cuts through all the BS and he can actually just see a see a guy for who he is. And, you know, forget all of this other stuff. Like, he is saying, no, I kind of appreciate Sir Courtney. Like, these other guys are just, you know, they're, they're following you, and where's the judge? You know, it, it, he challenges him because, like, Davos was a smuggler, saved Stannis. He's the Onion Knight, and he takes Davos's, or he takes his fingers from him, right? So, he cuts his fingers off. Um, we'll get into it later, but, I mean, what does he do to these lords who were who were against him, who were opposed to him, who outright you know, um, were disloyal, showed disloyalty to him. I mean, that is, is that not a crime in and of itself to, to, um, to Stannis? And so Davis is mm-hmm. kind of reminds him of that. And we get in that tricky spot where it's like, what about them? You took my fingers. I got my thing. He wears his finger bones, uh, you know, for, for luck and to, to remember all of that. Uh, and Stannis has a plan. I think right now it's, it's, it's it, where we are currently. It's just, Okay. Stay the course here. I've got to win the crown. I've got to set myself up there. But then he's not going to forget anything. But these lessons and in, in morality and in what you're supposed to what's right and what's wrong and and what to do. Davos is there to cut through all the BS.
1: Yeah, so. um, there's somebody else who's mentioned uh, and kind of brought up in this in this chapter. And I thought, we, I mean, let's let's talk about uh, him a little bit. And that is Edric Storm. Yeah. Um now Edric Storm for for people who are are, are show watchers he, he in he, in the show a lot of stuff that happens to Gendry actually happens to Edric Storm. Um they they they're kind of blended. He is another one of Robert's uh bastards. Um and he's over he's over in the Vale. Um and so he's actually um he is uh he's a little more higher born, right? Because he's the son of um uh, uh obviously the king, uh, but then yeah. uh, Delena Florent, yes, right? House and Florent, so yeah. he's he's kind of he's been acknowledged by Robert, yes. Um, and he is uh, he's kind of a big deal, uh, and, and I and will be will be a player. My guess is some of the stuff that we see happen in season eight, like where um, Daenerys gives Renly Storms End, um, I think that will actually happen to Edric Storm. And I think I I think it's I think it's more likely that Edric Storm will be given Storm's end. And if that's the case, maybe you have a a scenario in which if Arya like what does happen, her final thing is I want to go be off and and do my and do my own thing. It's possible she could end up with Gendry in the in the the books because Gendry isn't really tied isn't really tied to a lot because there you know, you have you have Edric Storm uh, and a lot of his stories blended with Gendry's in the show.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, Edric is, is interesting. Um, I don't, we, we at some point, I think we did, we touched on him a little bit for like a winds of, wind, You know, kind of like just his significance in the story mm-hmm. and, and what, you know, how, how, yeah, really, how does he tie into or not tie into the show? How was is, how is he replaced and how, where are we are going to go with that? It's one of those things, I don't know that George even, like, what's the plan? Some of these characters are so young that I'm also like,
1: I don't know what we're going to do with that guy. I don't know what, what, what the yeah. plan is. I mean, Edric's Edric Edric's blood is leached, right? Uh, and that in the show, she it's Gendry's blood who is leached to kill theoretically kill Joffrey, Balon, and Robb Stark. Um, here it's Edric Storm, uh, and then the last thing we see of him is with Edric Storm is sent off. He's over in Lys, hanging just hanging out. Yeah, yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. So I. I've thought about it in regards to like young Griff and 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 Daenerys and people who are going to come back and possibly make a claim and and like if you had a legitimized bastard or so I don't know is that also does she not hate something Danny's going to have to deal with are all these individuals who like the Starks were loyal were friends of House Baratheon is that not a problem you know what I mean like so those are right. all kind of things that I, you, you can foresee a lot of issues uh, coming up when Danny comes back and maybe even some mistrust young Griff is there first and is paving the way and making alliances. Maybe he's making the wrong alliances with people with the usurper's dogs, right? People who she doesn't trust and things like that. So, I, you know, there's all of that. But, yeah, Edric's interesting, and, and um, oh gosh, it's Davos who causes us to second-guess and think about it. Like, we actually see Melisandre do something in this chapter that, I mean, sends chills, right, down Davos' spine, and he's this guy who I—, I I'm more I count him as one of the more reliable narrate people who we can kind of trust and and like I'm in I, I don't know why I'm locked in on him I always feel like we should pay super close attention to his chapters um, because Melisandre does actually do something there is some Courtney Penrose will die but did casting the leeches into the fire actually kill all of those other kings right. no, or, was it not just, necessarily. or was it
1: or was it coincidence who knows
0: Right, exactly. Because the other thing, like you, you see, and that's that's what we got to pay attention to, right? You threw the leech in there, we 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 bled uh, Edric Storm, we got air quote King's blood, we used it, but we find out that all of them were were killed by people. People killed them. No sh- no shadow spirit crazy baby situation. We actually see Olenna uh, Tyrell. You know, tell, tell 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 it was me, right? Tell Cersei it was me. Uh, we, we we you know little of the whole plotting. We actually see with Balon, his brother, a faceless man, possibly dead. Okay. Uh, we see King Rob, uh, is 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 killed by the phrase because of his betrayal. Did how you know we can't take any of that and throw it back and say yeah that was Melisandre, right? I mean, that's to throw us off. So it's so interesting because we do see her do magic, but right. then. Maybe she foresees their deaths and says, I need to make a correlation. I see that the three of them will die. So one for this right. king, one for this king, one for this king.
1: Now they're going to believe me even more. And my, that would be, yeah, that, that's a, that's a theory we should actually discuss sometime. Cause I've never, I don't think, I mean, it's not something I've seen pop up in the Reddit or anything like that. Did Melisandre actually cause it? Did the right. leeches actually set a, a, off a chain of events? I think we just view it as Melisandre's wrong because it happens when she's with Stannis, who, while in the books is still alive. I think we, I think a lot of us agree Stannis is not actually the real deal, um, even just even just just looking at book content, um, let alone what the show will do will will do will do later. So yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah so all right, Ez, uh Today we have a Raven from me. So So a theory that we have done uh, before we did a full podcast on it um, was the bolt on theory. It is uh, to to sum it up shortly. It is a theory that um, Bruce Bolton is either some sort of vampire or some sort of faceless man or faceless person or perhaps a child of um, an other or there's a lot. There's a lot to it um and just literally judging by our youtube numbers uh people really like it uh so (laughs) i thought we would do a a certainly maybe a more abridged version of it rather than us kind of like looking up uh information and stuff on it so let me uh let's let's dive into this as so until winds of Winter comes out if slash whenever that may be we will continue to speculate on every possible theory On this song of ice and fire, and one of the most intriguing theories out there is Bolt on. The short of it is that Roose Bolton is some sort of immortal vampire that wears the skin of his victims, giving him the ability to live forever. While this would be a theory that could almost be immediately tossed out, it really isn't that far of a stretch. After all, this is a series that features skin changers, glamoring, a league of religious assassins that swaps faces to make themselves look like someone else. And of course, the possibility that just about every character is possibly secretly someone else. So there's a lot of evidence for this theory. Um, some uh, descriptions of Roose Bolton and and comments that are made about him. Uh, Just about each and every time we are told about Roose Bolton, the description is pale, emotionless, timeless, and not to mention his deep blue eyes. Uh, Roose has an unremarkable body, neither plump, thin, nor muscular. That's from Arya 9 in A Clash of Kings. He has pasty skin and a pallid chest, Arya 10. Uh, which is soft and hairless. Roos is short uh, and has strong fingers. He has a pale face, beardless and ordinary, with his only noticeable feature being his strange eyes, paler than stone and darker than milk. Jamie Five, A Storm Swords. Like two white moons, uh, the color is sometimes called Ghost Grey. Uh, His eyes are even paler than that of his son, Ramsey. Roos is also described as loving um, to use leeches to purify his blood. He has no feelings, you see. Those leeches he loves so well sucked all the passion out of him years ago. He does not love, does not hate, uh, he does not grieve. This uh, is a game to him, mildly diverting. Some men hunt, some hawk, some tumble dice. Roose plays with men. You and me, these phrase, Lord Manderly, his plump new wife, even his bastard, we are but his playthings. That's Barbary Dustin to Theon Greyjoy, in the Prince of Winterfell chapter in A Dance with Dragons. Even Old Nan, Uh, frequent leeches are the secret to a long life. A man must purge himself of bad blood. Um, That's that's not Old Nan. Excuse me. That is Arya. That's when he's talking to Arya, who is pretending to be Nan. We're coming up to that Arya 9 of A Clash of Kings. Um, Some more evidence for, right? Uh, We know the faceless men of Braavos have demonstrated that it is possible to remove other people's faces and wear them as a disguise. The Dreadfort is actually pretty close to Braavos if you look at it on a map. So it is possible that over the years, the Boltons have at some point sailed there and learned the secret. Even if they've never traveled to Bravos, House Bolton has been flaying people for centuries. It's possible that they learned this sort of blood magic. Obviously, somehow the faceless men figured figured it out. Roos states that one of the only reasons he has not killed his son Ramsay uh, is the taboo of kinslaying, which is kind of odd, considering that Roos is, um, you know, has. Uh, Can see when he conceives Ramsay, he um, hanged a miller and raped his wife beneath the swaying body, and has broken sworn oaths by killing his liege lord. Uh, it seems pretty uncharacteristic uh, of him to be worried about kinslaying. It seems more likely uh, that there, you know, there's some likelihood to the idea that Roose. Uh, plans to take Ramsey's identity and skin eventually. As Ramsey shares Roos's distinctive blue eyes, even if the um, being wearing Roos' skin is immortal, if the person needs to die, uh, you know, every so often to avoid suspicion, it's possible that Roos kills his trueborn son, uh, Demeric Bolton, because Demeric did not share his eyes. Uh, uh, Reek even seems to to note that Roos Uh, Does not seem to age. Um, These past 40 um, was as yet unwrinkled, was scarce a line to tell the passage of time. There was an agelessness about him, a stillness. It's a reek. Nearly every mention of Bruce Bolton mentions the pale coldness or even nature of his eyes, indicating that he might be an other. In fact, at one point, it's even stated that Roose Bolton's, old, you know, face was a pale gray mask. Uh, old Nan tells Bran a story of a man who had a child with a woman in white, possibly an other. By her description, Old Nan's stories do have some sort of value to be coming true. People speculate that it could be Roose, a long, a long-lived Roose. Uh, Right? We he we know that he leeches his um. Uh, We know that he he does, he leeches, Um, you know, frequent leeches are the secret to a long life, consisting uh, with his not seeming to age. He states, however, that he also expects his new wife, Fatwalda Frey, to be fertile and birth children. Ramsay will kill them all, of course. That's for the best. I will not live long enough to see new sons to manhood and boy lords are the bane of any house. Um, Roos is only in his forties. Planning to take Ramsey's identity would explain him being so confident that Ramsey will kill any rival to his inheritance, and that Roos himself will not be long enough to see these um, children grow up. Uh, some other things. We also have House Lawson, who are considered to be vampires or have titles slash connections to beliefs that they are. Lady Danelle Lawson was said to have bathed in blood to stay young and beautiful. Uh, it would be, you know, it could be jealousy from other women or there could be some truth to it. Uh, we also know this is at least practiced in some sort of fashion uh, by the warlocks in Carth. Um, and this is from uh, John 4 of A Game of Thrones. Uh, this is Sam telling him how his dad has done some things to try to make him strong. It says, A dozen masters at arms came to came and went at Hornhill, trying to turn Samwell into the knight his father wanted. The boy was cursed and caned, slapped and starved. One man had him sleep in his chainmail to make him more martial. Another dressed him in his mother's clothing and paraded him uh through the Bailey to shame him into valor. His he only uh you know, his father only grew more frightened, right? Um, until Lord uh Ranley uh, Randall's disappointment turned to anger and then to loathing. One time, Sam confided, his voice dropping from a whisper, two men came to the castle, Warlocks from Carth, uh, with white skin and blue lips. They slaughtered a bull uh, a bull and made me bathe in the hot blood. It didn't make me brave as they promised. I got sick and wretched. Uh, Father uh, had, you know, father was obviously not pleased. Um, So while they may not be uh, bathing in blood for, say, beauty, which is what some people think Danelle uh, Loston has done, um, they are bathing in blood for bravery. So it's not too far of a stretch to think that they may also believe that bathing in blood or using leeches or something along those lines of some sort of blood magic could be the secret to long life. So as uh, we have discussed this this theory before, I thought I would bring it up again. Yeah. Um. And 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 just and we we can kind of we can kind of we can kind of go back back over it. I, you know, when you
0: first brought it up years ago, I was like, I don't know, but the more I read about it, the more I believe it. <laughs> it is just wild. You know, one of the things I remember, I was doing a Clash of Kings read, and I. And I found out that Bolton, um, when he first meets Arya, right, is talking about hunting wolves and he's being leeched and, and he's talking to Kyburn about it and the importance of it. He does it all the time. Leech Lord, right? I mean, this guy is a blood sucker. Those things are actually sucking blood. And like it is, we have all of this stuff where, where we are, um, like, blood magic is in our face. Why wouldn't we believe? That, that, uh, Roose Bolton knows how to use blood magic to preserve or to extend his life or, or whatever. And, uh, you know, we do have cases where, I mean, gosh, you could have this crossbreeding of like, you know, a a look at the reeds, house reed, you know, like possibly resembling children of the forest. You know what I mean? Like that, that's it's, it's there. Um, so for this to be some ancient connection between, Someone at the wall, right, uh, you know, finding a, a, a woman who is uh, like, a, like an other and, and then mating and having children, and Roos is the offspring of that and has just been living there uh, at the dreadfort, something else. I, I'm, I'm for it. I am here for it, and I think it's, it's interesting. Um, the, the, the one that really, I think, uh, sheds a lot or really shows us um, this whole talk about who's going to take his place. And the fact that yes, he may have other children, he may have killed his first child because it wasn't a good match or a good, um, you know, someone who he could morph into or use their skin or whatever. I think that's interesting. You know, how do you continue to live all of those lives? Well, and, and if, you, if if everyone's just play things for you, right? That's what that's what Lady Dustin is kind of saying is that everyone is just if you're an immortal, these people it just they're here for for. You know, a small amount of time he's biding his time and he's making sure that he can kind of move through life without being recognized, without being killed and slowly grow into a seat of of power. I I, I love it. I love it.
1: Yeah, there's I mean, there's a lot to it. I've even been thinking more about um, the idea. Well, could he be a child of another? Right. we The knight's king. Right. Who 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 theoretically marries uh, another? Um, there's actually some thoughts I've, I've had about that recently. What's to say? Um, we know that the that the White Walkers, the others, in in some in some fashion, um, in dealing with Craster, conti- for for whatever reason, seem to not go just immediately go go slaughter Craster, right? Because he's offering them children. So we don't we don't know why he, why Craster suddenly decided to start doing that, and why they suddenly and why they're fine just taking a baby and just going. Um, so that's got to, got to provide some level of, of intelligence. I think a lot of times we just view them as these sort of zombies. So I don't think there's anything to say that, uh, some, a woman or, or something, some people have, have theorized that Nisa Nisa is an other or became an other or, or something along those lines. Um, I mean, I don't know if there's anything to say that some, you, you what if the woman that you loved became an, an other or became a white walker? You know you have whites but then you have things that turn into white water it seems like the the babies will become white walkers crasters babies not others so we don't we don't know that correlation we don't know what what that difference is and some of that's obviously from the show where we see the him touch the baby and the eyes turn blue um as opposed to just becoming uh, a white i think because it's it's doing it's taking something that's living as opposed to raising something that's dead that might be uh sort of a yeah. difference. So we don't you know, uh, we don't nec- we don't necessarily know um uh, the thing there. But diving back into um, the possibility that maybe he is a descendant uh, of that. I do think it's I do think it's possible. The white walkers, you know, it, we don't know yet in the we don't know yet in the books how they were created. The show kind of gives us a one sort of ex- explanation for it. We don't know yet if it's going to be this, the same way in the um, in 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 the books, the White Walkers could have been there forever. There's the land of always winter. They could have just came out out, out of there. So it is. So it, the possibility of them of them breeding or something like that is still on the table. Uh, you know whether uh, it's a loose theory or not. Um, then I I start to look at some of these some of these correlations and some of these connections. Maybe we could make here with, with Roose Bolton. Um, it would be one thing if Ger were to just kind of describe him as. Uh, you know, a vampire just because, OK, he lives in the Dread Four and he can be leeches to kind of just give us that idea. But there is literally an already sort of house that is described as like the vampire house in the Lostens. Their sigil is a bat. They flew out of Hall. So why would you then have a second house? Which is kind of the vampire house with with sort of Roose Bolton. He's flaying people, so we already know there is lit- Aria. Literally, is 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 engaging in that magic right now. Mm-hmm. The the magic of of wearing somebody's face. So if if you can wear somebody's face to uh, take on their their identity, why not? where you maybe you take their face or you take their entire body. We have no idea how old Jack and Hagar is. We have no idea if that magic causes him to live forever. The warlocks, I imagine, are incredibly old. Melisandre is at least doing some sort of a glamour. She could be ancient for all we know, or maybe she's just like a 130 year old woman. Right. I mean, she obviously moves around a lot better than somebody. Again, what we haven't we don't know about that in the books yet. But in the show, I think it's probably pretty similar. Um, just from what we know of rubies and she obviously glamors other people that Melisandre is, you know, somebody uh, incre- incredibly old. So, um... Uh, you know we don't, we don't know is does that glamour allow you to move around easier right if if she's if she's that old i mean by looking at what she looks like in the show which i think is likely in the book uh i mean she should she looks like she's maybe as old as Maester aemon and you know it's not easy for him to get around when you're that age but she can kind of yeah. walk around i mean pretty easily right. <laughs> pretty easily so there's definitely something going on with a lot of this magic um and and so He's he's doing the leeches. We see Melisandre doing blood magic for leeches. We just talked about it in this in this past chapter. So there's a lot of magic going on. There's a lot of flaying going on. There's different kinds of magic. In fact, he could actually be blending um, something. Uh, you know, blending blending something uh, a- along the lines. Your what Euron is doing right now is some crazy magic um, and right? and and things like and things like that. So um we see people being their age being extended through magic look at blood raven for example Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he seems you know we know we know how old he is and i think he's being kind of held together by by that you know by that by that weirwood tree you have other creatures which have lived for centuries given the children of the forest they've been around for an incredibly um you know uh long long time so uh, there's a lot to it, I, I, I think. And I think there's definitely some some, valid- some validity to it. Yeah, no, 100%. You're, you're, it is, um,
0: it's the other situations where magic is being used are glaring to us, right? And so all the things that we're seeing from the Warlocks, from Melisandre, like they're just putting that in our face and saying, magic is being used here. What, t- what, what, what are the common connections between all the different magic users or whatever? And it's blood magic. And then so subtly... Very subtly, he puts Roose Bolton in front of us in the very beginning of this series, right in the first book, and tells us to be on guard. Our characters are on guard. He comes from a place called the Dreadfort. He's he's, he's a sly guy, and we're to kind of keep an eye on him. And the Dreadfort, by the way, is is has a we could go into its history and all of the different you know um, kings and the, the fighting between the two houses and stuff. It's that's interesting. I mean, that to me is is also like. They are a big player in the north. Their proximity to Bravos, like you said, that's huge. It's not just that he did it once in a Game of Thrones and he said, okay, here is some stuff to watch out for Roos. He does it in a Clash of Kings. He does it in, uh, you know, a storm, uh, dance. He keeps going. He keeps bringing Roos up and keeps making all these little tiny nods to blood magic, timeless, him being outside of time, him having only, you know, one distinct You know something that would be memorable to you. He—it's almost like he's a guy who would pass through a room and go unnoticed. But he's the guy you should be paying attention to. And in the series, he fits that as well. He is kind of rolling through the series, and no one's really paying that much attention. Like, you know, although he's gotten to the point where he has Winterfell and stuff. But I didn't. You know, he just—it's very subtle, and it's right in front. He just keeps kind of climbing up this ladder. And uh, even if he's defeated even if like it looks like he's defeated it very well be, may be that he's not he's just switched bodies he is now just Ramsey you know uh or he's right. taken over in 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 some other way so right. I love it I think it's um it's, it's something that George would do and you just don't put that many references to a timeless being someone who is and you could say vampire it's it doesn't even have to like that's that's kind of we're just putting right. it. It could be just skin changing. It. Right. Yeah. He's just, he's, he's immortal or he's got extended life. He is a magic user. You could almost call him a warlock that has no warlock title. I mean, he's using magic in ways that, uh, that are subtle and that are secret.
1: So. hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great theory. I, and I, 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 I love exploring it. And we've done an entire full podcast um, just on it as well. But I just kind of wanted to dive back into it and get your guys' thoughts. Let us know. Well, you know, what do yeah. you, what I mean, dive into some of this stuff. Uh, we, we've done a, I know we did another segment. I believe it was with, um, I think it was with Crow Foods Daughter as well, where we were talking. I think we, we talked about Bruce Bolton a little bit and we talked, um, or or it was a raven's nest or something. At some point, we were talking about Ramsey and Roose and how book Ramsey is pretty different than show Ramsey. Show yeah. Ramsey is smart and intelligent, and book Ramsey is not as smart, intelligent, and opportunistic as it. in fact in the in the books, uh, Roose Bolton seems to be far more calculated uh, and, yeah. and 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 things like that. And so yeah. yes. for him to just be be killed like random, you know, kind of by by sliding his son seems something less likely um yeah, very less much likely so. like like likely to happen. So guys, hey, leave us a comment, let us know. So, all right guys, with that, hey, we want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. Um in our next chapter, oh, I don't have it pulled up here Ez, but uh I can I well, can get it I can get it pulled up here. We discussed it will all- be it will be chapter 44, uh, I believe 40 uh pause yeah <laughs> one, of me... one of those chapters one of those chapters somebody's that's coming sir, up next sir... sad sir Matt yeah see okay chapter 43 one sec. uh John John five okay where we will be next time
0: nice all right awesome yeah yeah, and if you guys have more thoughts and theories, um, Ravens, send those in. We're, lo- we're loving the idea of making kind of YouTube content out of them and, and uh, just having a blast with that. And we're continuing our House of um, House of the Dragon. If anybody has speculation on that or where we can kind of fill in holes in Fire and Blood, I would love those as well. So be sure to send those. Uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a Raven at btkcast at
1: gmail.com. We will see you in a week. And remember that winter is coming.